Hey, welcome to the Professional Appreciators Podcast, where regular movie fans with professional equipment helping you sort through all of the movie content that's out there. On today's episode, we are talking about the latest Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, which apparently everyone on the internet hates, but maybe it's getting too much hate. So we're going to talk about that and the franchise at large. And at the end of the episode, Evan and I are going to talk about some movies we've seen recently and our thoughts on them. But before we get to any of that, Evan has to tell a little story. Kind of an embarrassing story about how I got stuck in the mud reversing down a driveway this last weekend. So anyway, me and Andrew both get in our cars. We're ne- sitting next to each other. I wish we could like pay an animator yeah. to animate this. Yeah. That would be amazing. Um, but anyway, we're right next to each other. So I see Andrew go. So I'm watching him back down in my rearview mirror. And I see him dip down because the driveway is very steep. Like It's, it's not a, a it's straight a very, driveway either. It's a very, very steep driveway. And this house is very new as well. So... The driveway is not exactly the way that they would want it yet, like not fully finished, but it's a gravel driveway. It's just kind of bumpy, but it's like super steep. Let's really dig it's, into how messed up this driveway is. It, it is in, you know, I'll say for you, it is a wet day. It's mm-hmm. muddy. Like yeah. it just snowed. All, all the snow ice. melted. Yeah. And it's very, very muddy. The soil yes. is loose. Yes. Okay. In okay. your defense, yes. I will say that. And it is a very steep driveway. Very but, steep. but with the sun, if you stay, <laughs> if you if you stay on the driveway, yeah. you do. I will say this though, the driveway, okay, we're, how we're parked with you know our cars facing the house, the rear of our cars facing the bottom of the driveway. I'm on the far left. The driveway veers right, so I'm already at a disadvantage where it kind of comes in and goes like yeah. you're straight, and then you kind of veer slightly to the right if i if i backed up completely straight which is basically what i did you end up going into the grass and mud and woods and woods (laughs) anyway so um yes the driveway steep yes it was Mm -hmm. wet and muddy Mm -hmm. yes it is slightly unorthodox it's not there's no turnaround so if you pull in straight you have to back back down the driveway yeah you know, and it's an un, it's kind of an unfinished thing. So, like, eventually they want to have it to where you can turn around, blah, 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 up there. And then you can drive straight down. But anyway, so Andrew goes to back out. And I'm watching him <laughs> in my rearview mirror. I was pedal to the metal, man. I was watching him in my rearview mirror. And I thought to myself, man, he's backing out with a lot of confidence. <laughs> I trust think, him. Did you think before I got stuck that I would somehow, like, pull it off? No. No, 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 I didn't because I saw you like slightly go into the grass. Yeah. And I was like, you know, the driveway veers that way a little bit. He'll hit the grass maybe. And then you went a little further into the grass and I was like, is he going to correct? And then you corrected and I was like, oh, okay. So he's correcting. But then you just kind of kept going back and i was like he's really far to the left yeah and then i just saw your car start to just slide in the mud down the <laughs> ditch and that's whenever i got out of the car yeah. as if to say stop backing up <laughs> you're yeah. sliding into the yeah. forest and so uh you did stop and then you immediately put it in drive and tried to pull out which was a very futile attempt you went forward a little bit and then your yeah. wheels immediately uh, got covered yep. in mud and you slid further down into the that's when i knew to the forest was, that was bad and so anyway we're all standing there for a couple minutes thinking well what do we do because we don't have anything and we're like gonna go to the neighbors and be like do you have a toe strap we can use and it was like divine like it was like something like i don't know like (laughs) something in the universe was just correct and a guy comes driving by and sees andrew's situation that he's in and he stops and he says, and he's dressed in full Mardi Gras garb, like face paint, like a hat, like a big feathery hat, like full Mardi Gras. He had some apparel. beads. Beads. Yeah. The whole yeah. thing. <laughs> and I had the gall. <laughs> he gets out of the car and I have the gall to say, you guys celebrating Mardi Gras? Yeah, that's the first thing you say to them. Not like... Not like, hey man, you got any chains or like, can you help yeah. my friend? You're just like, 
Mardi Gras, huh? <laughs> anyway, anyway, so he's like, you guys need some help. And we're like, yeah, we need like a toe strap or something. And he goes, you know what? I live right down the road. Mm-hmm. I'll go grab a chain and my truck and I'll be right back. And 20 other friends. Yeah. So anyway, we're waiting. He comes back and all of these guys pile out of the car, yeah. all in f- like beads and Mardi Gras apparel. You know, they're ready to full on. They're going to go party at Mardi Gras. Yeah. So uh, he brings a toe strap. And he's like, I, I still have to go grab my truck. I don't know my truck. And I said, hold on. I think my forerunner can do it. <laughs> and so he's like, all right. So I hook your car up Yeah. to the, I'm like fully, like I got rubber boots on now. Like I'm ready to go. It was looking dicey and there because there wasn't an obvious place to hook onto the front of my car. No, but I did find a spot. It was a good spot too. Yeah. It was perfect. So I hooked his car up. I hooked my car up back down there, popped that baby in four wheel drive. And I mean, we, we just pulled you right out. It was like, so it was easy. like no issue whatsoever. Nothing. We pulled you out like immediately the forerunner. I mean, baby, it was like butter, no wheels spinning out, no just, wheels was... spun, no nothing. I mean, yeah. you know, and it's partly the experience of the person pulling you out. Yeah, I guess, yeah you know? of course. But, uh, yeah. you know, uh, everybody, the 10 guys that piled out of the car to help out. Yeah, they everybody... started throwing their beads at your forerunner. <laughs> <That> was the... <laughs> everybody was just standing aside in awe yeah. that my forerunner just pulled you out like it was absolutely yeah. nothing. And then Evan was was offering money to the other guys to be like, does anyone want to get their car stuck? And yeah. See if the and then can let's see if out. the forerunner can pull it out. I was like, go ahead and back your car just a little further into the forest. Let's see if we can get this thing out. Speaking of disasters, let's talk about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. And by disaster, I mean everyone yeah. <laughs> everyone on the internet hates this movie. I was going to say, is it, is it a disaster because... <laughs> so many people were massacred in the making of the yeah. not I mean, in the making of the movie but in the movie it can it can work a lot of different or because ways. the internet is revolting against it so what is the internet saying why don't you tell us what the internet is saying about well the I can new only, texas chainsaw massacre movie that came I can out only on speak netflix anecdotally 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 I can't talk, yeah anecdotally but like i don't know what the exact like rotten tomato score is sure but everyone on twitter i've seen like personally has rarely had anything good to say yeah um so let me look up the rotten tomatoes texas chainsaw massacre 2022 it's got 31 on rotten tomatoes mm, that's pretty good <laughs> oh that's pretty good it's not golf score okay it's not yeah. lowest first yeah um it's got a metacritic of 35 imdb the most reliable of all the scores, mm-hmm. five out of ten. <laughs> uh, Letterbox, my my uh, favorite film site, has an average of two point one stars out of five. Mm. So uh, I'm not a math whiz, but that uh, that's below fifty percent. Well, how many stars would you have given it? I gave it was was just cut right to the chase. Uh, I gave it three out of five stars. That's what I was thinking. What is that? Where you were at? That's kind of where I was at. Maybe I would. Yeah. To make it more applicable, I would say I'd give it three leather faces out of five. (laughs) Out of five leather faces. Three chainsaw blades out of five. (laughs) Three chainsaw blades out of five. Yeah. Um, So I had already been aware of like some negative reviews before I watched it. It's almost better to be in that place whenever you go to watch a movie. I feel like you almost enjoy it more. Like if you're going to watch it anyway, because then you're like, well, if I enjoy any of this movie, then it's a win. Yeah. I will say... When you see a movie with low ratings or bad reviews, mm-hmm. but then the runtime is like an hour and 15, you're like, well, I'm not really wasting I'm my not time. out anything, yeah. yeah. So for me, I am not a huge diehard Texas Chainsaw franchise fan. Right. I have seen the original. I like the original. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've maybe the 2003 one i've probably seen pieces of mm-hmm. but other than that i'm kind of a newbie to the franchise so i didn't go in going i love this franchise right it's like you know sacred to me right so i think that helped me just yeah. like i'm a fan of slasher movies in general yeah and you know what this sounds weird out of context so please don't edit it but you know i enjoy <laughs> some really naive y- young adults getting slashed 
to pieces. I mean, just like the rest of you. I feel like as a society, we have just proven since like the 1980s that one thing we all can agree on is that we like a bewildered group of young people in an isolated area being picked off one by one by a psychopath. (laughs) We just all, we just eat that up. Yeah, we do. We really do. And if that's all you're looking for, this movie is perfect for you. Yeah. (laughs) But if you're a chainsaw aficionado and you just want to see how well a chainsaw does like in certain (laughs) situations on the human body, you will come away very entertained. Yeah. I, I will say, I think that the first maybe, maybe 20 minutes of the movie Mm -hmm. were really pretty strong. Like I thought that like the first half, maybe the first half hour, was like pretty strong setup and like you kind of you know it's classic it's is it can you come up with a creative way to get a bunch of people into an isolated area which i thought they did a pretty good job of and it it was a fine way to do that um but i will say apart from like criticisms about the subtext and like the message of the movie and like what it was getting at like I think it's really, really hard for me to get behind a movie that has the main characters making so many bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Whenever it's one or two, it's like, okay, well, it's a scary movie. It's a slap. Yeah. Like, of course, they're gonna they're gonna go check out the dark room, or you yeah. know, they're gonna go this, that, and the other. They're gonna. It's it's it comes with the territory a little bit, but. Um, by the end of the movie, the eye roll wasn't like a fun eye roll anymore. Right. It was like, uh, I can't believe that they're like still making these, deci- like still trying yeah. to do these things that it's like obviously aren't going to work. You know, this is a bad decision. It's like anytime somebody says, let's split up in a horror movie. Yeah. You're like, well, it's over now. And they yeah. split. It's like they split up. Somebody would die, and they're like, "Let's split up again." It's like they did that five times. Or like, <laughs> "Hey, there's a murderer after us, but we're alone in this bedroom. Do you maybe <laughs> yeah. wanna?" Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so yeah, let's start with what didn't work because that's what everyone's talking about. Sure. Because even though I liked the movie to a degree, oh yeah, me too. There's still, I mean, it's just not a great movie. Yeah. But uh, for me, like you said. I thought the idea of like a bunch of young 20 somethings moving into a small deserted Americana town, like the whole gentrification angle was something new. Yeah. I kind of liked like It it made sense. Like why would a bunch of like 20 somethings from the city be in this town? Okay. That's an interesting, interesting at the, at the very least. Yeah. Kind of interesting. But all the attempts at like themes and character arcs just were so, yeah admittedly bad like the whole like um school shooter trauma angle just like yeah did not work like it's that is such a heavy like dramatic piece to your film and to just put it in there reference it a couple times and like compare leatherface to like a school shooter was just like you need to flesh this out way more if you're going to go for that well and i think that you just hit the nail right on the head where it felt like they were introducing a lot of social themes, Mm -hmm. like the idea of a girl having trauma from a school shooting. Um, The gentrification. The gentrification. There being some sort of like um, the, uh, the, uh, the flag. um, Oh yeah. The Confederate flag. The Confederate flag and the statue in the center of the town getting at the fact that like, obviously they're in Texas Mm -hmm. and like some of these people are racist that live there. And like they're, they're hinting at all of these things that are like kind of social issues and things that we're all talking about right now, but they didn't flesh out any of that stuff. They didn't like take it far enough to really, it felt like it was half finished. Like they mentioned it like, Oh, this is a problem. Mm -hmm. We mentioned it. Like, uh, they're trying to take the Confederate flag down. Yeah. Like they're trying to do these things, uh, so that the people that come into the town want to move to the town, but that's really it. Like after that, they don't take it any further. They don't like, they don't flesh out any of those like more, um, 
emotionally rich themes yeah. that they like hinted at, but then just didn't take yeah. any further. And I want to be clear. It's not, it's not that we're saying, Oh, why do they have to mention social issues? It's not that it's that no. if you are going to mention them and make them a part of your movie, like you have to pay them off. I, I think that that's one of the beautiful things about yeah the horror movie genre is that you can like hit on some of these darker kind of more emotionally difficult issues and it's not necessarily it's not really jarring because that genre you go in expecting it to be a little more emotionally dark and you like the people that are there to watch those movies are kind of ready to take that on a little bit like that's kind of part of the understanding of going to see a movie like that yeah so i feel like the audience is primed to a certain extent for that and then whenever you don't take full advantage of the opportunity to like really yeah. speak something interesting into these themes. It seems, it feels like a missed opportunity. So it's yeah. like, I, I will say, I thought it was interesting to a degree that like, I guess kind of what the movie was saying, even though again, it, it's just very muddled and what it's trying to, it's trying yeah. to do, it's trying to comment and talk about so many different things that yeah. it all kind of negates itself. Yeah. But the angle that like, like the young, millennials trying to gentrify this area like this forgotten part of like american south um uh them being so naive to think that like they can just easily come into this town that has that has a rich history though is failing but like has a past and they can just take it over right and you know the big faux pas is kicking that woman out of her house when actually she still had the deed you know and the idea that like oh maybe younger millennials can get a little too naive a little over their head when it comes to just like thinking they can make the country look however they want that might be a fair criticism but it just like completely fall it's almost there just to get the ball rolling and then it completely falls away yeah well Um, and that's the thing like for me the setup of the movie was kind of interesting where it was like you've got a character that's dealing with this trauma like the idea of a bunch of young people moving to a rural town and gentrifying it and that there's gonna have to be some sort of change in this town because the people that are living here now have this the way that they treat people that are that look different there are confederate flags and all this stuff and it's like there's gonna have to be change there's gonna have to be like you know, this group of people that come in and, and work to change the way that the city is and the way that like, even the, um, like even the sheriffs and stuff like that, like whenever they pulled them over and stuff, they were hinting at all of that stuff the whole time throughout the beginning of the movie. And then the the spoiler, and then everybody just kind of dies and it's like a really soft title spoiler because that's how you said it like spoiler Spoiler. yeah it's like everybody gets kind of slashed and then it's like well that's the end of that it almost felt like at during part of the movie it almost felt like the message was like well you can't get you can't just get rid of these people that you don't like because they're the mechanic and you need the mechanic or they're the you know they're yeah. law enforcement and you need the law enforcement there. It, it, it was weird that it laid all this groundwork talking about all these other yeah. issues. And then all of a sudden it felt like the movie was saying, no, but you kind of need these people because like they're important yeah. too. But it was like a, just a muddied message. Like you yeah. said, I think that's a perfect word and to describe. I'll say this before we get to what worked for us is part of me felt like what the creative team here and you know, it, it's produced by Fetty Alvarez, who did like the reboot of Evil Dead and Don't Breathe. Um, and I think he was a co-writer on it. But I think maybe part of the intention was like it felt like a purposeful modern horror bingo card where like a lot yeah. of modern horror nowadays is like not to say that horror has never been like political or topical, but like a lot of modern horror is very like allegorical. Yeah, it is very like reflexive on the franchise itself so like this movie was very much like in a meta fashion like hey remember this from the original sort of deal yeah it plays off of like the halloween 2018 like uh 
Laurie Strode like comes back and is yeah. ready to take on like it almost is yeah. like in a in a meta fashion commenting on how all these horror reboots unfold. Yeah. But uh, but to me it's like okay, if you're going to be a little meta about horror reboots, go all the way. Right. And it kind of slyly tips its hat and it's like hey, you know, we're kind of doing all these things all these other movies do, but it doesn't fully commit to the to the satire that it just comes across as lazy. Well, I feel like if they would have it's almost like they tried to do everything yeah, and every, ended up doing nothing well. Yeah, exactly. And and I will say, like, I enjoyed the movie. I and I want to I want to say that like we're talking like this because we are talking about the things we thought didn't work. Yeah. Like overall, I did enjoy the movie, but it did feel anytime I tried to draw like don't well, forget the channel's called Why It's Great. Yeah, 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 so. yeah, yeah. Anytime I tried to kind of figure out what are they trying to say about this issue? Mm-hmm. I kind of came up with nothing. I was like, well, I feel like they're trying to say that we live in a world that where all the young people are kind of disconnected yeah. from one another and like from what's actually happening in reality and what's happening right here in reality right now is you're about to die and you don't even realize it. Yeah. But then they're not even fully fleshing that out. Yeah. And well, it, and it's it, just, again, do, I don't know. It's tough. It, it's once, tough because again it's hard to watch something kind of enjoy it and then feel like i just didn't really they just should have kept it more simple because i'm sure we'll agree the things we liked you didn't the things that we liked could have been there if you were and still worked if you removed all of the like modern thematics they were trying to do yeah the whole like you like like you said perfectly it tried to do everything and ended up doing hardly anything at all yeah uh but what works is like one i thought the movie was really well shot i don't know if you agreed or not fully agree there were some really interesting moments in the movie like really really interesting shots and that's what really kept me in was like i thought the movie was really well shot um uh i really liked the the aesthetic of it i liked a lot of the blocking and a lot of the shots um, I thought the action scenes were really well staged yep. and the tension was there. And just ultimately to bring it back to the movies we grew up loving is this movie really did felt like an early 2000s blockbuster horror rental that you'd, you'd rent for like a dollar. Yep. That's just all it is, is just a crazy guy in a mask cutting people up. Yeah. And I thought a lot of the action scenes, a lot of the, the kill scenes were really splashy and gory and over the top in a really fun way yeah and again they were blocked really well the bus the whole bus sequence yeah is a win just like like getting all the characters in a cramped space where you know they can't get out and just like the dread of knowing leatherface is going to come in yeah and there's like nothing they can do about it and just yeah so it's like you had that that's all you needed that you had that you know, get rid of the school shooter angle. Like maybe keep the gentrification as a way to get, get the uh, story going. Well, and honestly, I think, I do think it's fine to keep some of those themes that they wanted to have in the movie. I think it's perfectly fine. And I, and I do think again, that the horror genre is a great way to address some of those things that are more difficult to talk about. It's like, keep those things in there, but just, have fewer of them and and flesh them out and focus on them a little more and why that makes our main character different from other characters, why it makes them maybe more resilient, why it makes them maybe able to, to handle this situation in a different way, which I feel like was kind of what they were getting at was that what makes our lead character, this girl who went through this traumatic event, what, her sister kind of sees her as handicapped Mm -hmm. with this Yeah. where it's like her sister says at one point, well, you need me. So what are you going to do? How are you going to live without me? Because you need me where it's like, they're kind of building this idea of this girl doesn't have the ability to live on her own because of this thing that's happened to her. But really, and I feel like this was what they were trying to get at was like, she's actually much stronger. She's actually a lot more resilient than you think she is because of like this trauma that she's gone through has made her stronger. Like, and that, that is a message well, I yeah, think in a movie is a really powerful thing that like, you're yeah. not defined by these traumatic things that happen to you. Like they can make you stronger and more resilient. I think that's a really powerful message, but it didn't feel like they focused on 
telling yeah. that story. You know? Yeah, that that situation she lived through stripped her of her naivety. Yeah. Um, and it allowed her to be a little less um, kind of like, oh, we just own this place. You right. know, she was the one who was a little hesitant to just go in there and storm in and kick that lady out and whatnot. Right. And yeah, I agree. It's just you can't you can't introduce something that's so heavy and serious and then only address it very shallowly in your yeah. film. Yeah. or lightly or sparsely but again like i just thought at the end of the day without credits it's like an hour and 15 yeah like once once leatherface revs that chainsaw the movie is kind of like just okay here we go yeah you know, it's, it's off just, to just the kind races. Of, it's just yeah. a slasher like pure and simple and that's all i wanted i enjoyed it it was an easy watch um i thought it was well shot i thought a lot of the the kills were interesting and entertaining. I do want to ask you this, though. So mm -hmm. bringing back the survivor of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. Having her come back as this Laurie Strode type. Yeah. Only to just immediately get killed. How did you feel about that? Because I thought, <laughs> because when she first comes back, I was like, they are like literally making her Laurie Strode. Like yeah. the way like her outfit is, the way she looks like. Um, and I was like, oh, she's going to come in and just be this like i thought i thought the movie did so many but i of thought these. it was great that she just boom she's done i i i enjoy whenever a movie does has makes their character do smart things mm -hmm. and then makes the villain deal with those smart decisions yeah like pick up the pistol that the guy dropped yeah and use it or maybe one guy doesn't take all the car keys or, <laughs> yeah. you know, or whenever the Laurie Strode character gets there, she doesn't lock them in the car. Yeah. Let me just and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, I don't, I get sick and tired of like characters making decisions like that mm -hmm. because that's just, that's not what would happen. Right. And I would much prefer our characters make smart decisions and then, the villain deal with those smart decisions in a way and they write around yeah. making those right decisions. Cause I think it just completely takes you out of yeah. it whenever it's like, Oh my gosh. Like he just like whenever the redneck guy mechanic mm -hmm. gets in the fight with the guy, which whenever that happened, I was like, this guy's our only chance. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this guy's literally our only chance. Yeah. And he gets his leg like snapped into. And I was yeah. like, well, there we go. Yeah. And he had a gun and he dropped it somewhere. But the lead character never goes and yeah. finds it and picks it up or anything like that. She just gets the keys and runs. Yeah. And I will say, like, personally, I don't know if you can tell from looking at me, I've never r run around with a chainsaw no. going off in my hands. But he makes it look like it's so easy. Like, he, he runs so well with that chainsaw. Well, and also, this chainsaw that he has is made of, like, Zeus lightning bolts because it can cut through literally anything. <laughs> And and it it's it's been shot like thrown off buildings yeah. like run over by vehicles and the thing still just runs. I can't get a chainsaw to run if it's been sitting in a warm like <laughs> yeah. garage. Like I go to start it and yeah. I'm like struggling. I, I can't. would really love and maybe it's happened in one of the other movies, but I really love if there's just a moment where it's like there one time in the film like it doesn't work right away where it's like yeah <laughs> yeah no that has happened okay, and, yeah and that has happened before. But uh, that's a great idea for like a chainsaw company to like yeah. show somebody struggling with a chainsaw or whatever and then have them basically realize that like the Chainsaw Massacre guy's chainsaw always works. Yeah. And it's because he and uses they, like this brand of chainsaw. Yeah, and it's, it's literally called the Leatherface brand. And then, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always starts. Introducing uh, the new Leatherface edition. That's, that's uh, kind of an amazing idea. Yeah. The Leatherface edition. Uh, like Are leather you tired edition. of your chainsaw not working when you're chasing down 22 year olds? <laughs> <laughs> trying to gentrify your neighborhood? Try the Leatherface edition. It starts the first time every time. Hit it with trucks. Shoot it with guns. <laughs> yeah. Throw it into a lake. Let it sit in a wall for 10 years. It'll still start. It'll still go. <laughs> oh, my goodness, dude. Yeah. So, overall, you enjoyed it. Mm hmm Yeah. I liked it, too. Um, again, I'm not the biggest fan of Texas Chainsaw or the Leatherface movies. 
Yeah. But it was exactly what I needed. And again, as someone who, with you growing up, we would yeah. go into Blockbuster, we'd go straight to the horror section, and we would rent like the cheapest movie, and it was just like gory and pulpy and dumb. Yeah. I really like dumb, pulpy slasher films. I do think that there is a place for that. And yeah. it's just fun and, you know, you can put it on and watch it and just have a blast with it. And yeah. I think that that movie does that for me where it's yeah. like I, you could just put it on and have a blast with it and let it let it run. And it's an hour and 20 minutes long, like with credits. Yeah. And uh, it it is just fun to watch. And the characters make classic dumb choices, yep. which is fun sometimes. And it's like, you know, you get to sit there and say, oh, my gosh, that's so dumb. You're about to die and yeah. like enjoy well, all of the chasing and all of that stuff. And it is just fun. Yeah. And if if that's what you want to get from it, you'll get all of that. Like that's it's a perfect movie for you if that's yeah. what you're looking for. I, I will say to the dumb thing, because it's something that comes up in every horror movie where yeah. says, like the character makes dumb choices. And I think. It's a valid criticism, but some movies do it better than others because I think the goal as a writer or a director is you have to put your characters in a situation where one of the only choices is the dumb choice. Yeah. But so often they have the characters make the dumb choice when they clearly didn't have to. Yeah. Like you should be limiting the character to have only one or two options and most of them are dumb because that's the only option. Yeah. But you need them to make dumb decisions or there's no tension. Like because a movie where the character makes all the right decisions is a movie that ends in 20 minutes. <laughs> a movie where the woman that they kicked out of their house yeah. immediately dies on the way to the hospital and yeah. they all go, Oh, she died. Maybe we should all leave and like do something yeah. else today instead yeah. of like sell off this land. I will say though, doesn't that, really work. That know? first kill in the uh, ambulance where he breaks his he, arm. He breaks his arm. Let me just say, <laughs> let me just say like, okay, yeah, don't the, break my arm. The like, how would you even do that? Like yeah. <laughs> I was sitting on the couch for like 15 minutes after that. Like, <laughs> Okay, here's like, the thing. Le has, has Leatherface done that before? Because I feel like if <laughs> if you had if you had one try to I don't want to get too graphic, but like you've if you've seen it, you've seen it. If you had one try to do that with someone's wrist, no, let me just I don't. What are the odds that your first try you would do that? Let me say like your Leatherface. You're thinking I'm gonna kill this yeah. guy. What makes you say I'm gonna grab his? Like surely that that couldn't have been planned out. Though. Like the guy had weak bones, maybe, and he grabbed his arm, and it was like, oh, he got so lucky that the only guy he could grab just had <laughs> just a weak bone really disease. Really weak bone disease. Yeah, yeah. Do I you don't... think he snapped it and then saw the the bone stick and go, well, that's like, convenient. Oh, well, that works. Yeah, probably so. Yeah, I mean, so. it had to have worked that way. How else would you can't blame that sort of thing? Yeah, I guess that's, not. that's a once in a lifetime kill right there. <laughs> once in a lifetime, one, like an achievement unlocks, like it's Xbox. Yeah. Oh my goodness! But Interesting. Yeah, that, was, that happened, and I went okay. I like stood up in my chair. I was like, okay. You okay. stood up in your chair. Yeah, I stood up on the couch and I watched <laughs> oh, wow. it standing straight. On the couch. Wow, that's amazing! It you was must really have late at night. I had to, I had to keep away. Yeah, keep yeah. energized. I uh, thought it was really interesting. He decided to cut his mom's face off and wear it. Um, you know, he has leather face. That is like yeah. his bag. Say, you thought that was strange? Like that was pretty much on brand. No, I mean that is his bag, but like. As a way to like honor her. Oh yeah. Where it's like he loves his mom, so he's gonna wear her face. I mean, Valentine's. I will day. say that scene where he like again. We don't, I guess we yeah, don't want to get too graphic. But we are talking about Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre, where he like gets her face and holds it up in the sunlight. Yeah. <laughs> you can see like yeah, the sun was, shining through. His, that was something. Uh, the face. Yeah, that was something. Okay, well, but overall, I did enjoy yeah. it. I I thought it was a fun movie. So fun would you, watch. Would you stick and by three out of five leather faces? Yeah, I would give it three out of five leather faces. Um, and uh, I did have a question for you. Okay. I have seen more of the Chainsaw Massacre movies than you have. Maybe it's because I'm from Texas, and it's like you know, if yeah, you, it's required. You're from Texas, you, you gotta watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't yeah. know. You can't get your driver's license until you've seen. <laughs> yeah, the first you gotta movie. know how to drive away from a guy with a chainsaw. Uh, but do you think, from watching the movies that you have watched in the franchise, yeah, do you think that Leatherface is a strong enough character to carry a franchise? I was just about to ask you this. Oh, very question. <laughs> 
Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, look at us go. I feel like this movie very much was trying to make him Michael Myers more so than he was in the original movie. Right. And something that was missing from this one that you got in the first movie. And again, I haven't seen the other ones is that like whole creepy family. Like I liked how in the first movie, like it's not just him. He's got like that whole yeah. little creepy family and yep. that whole vibe. So I felt like this was more like he walked around like this determined kind of like a uh, metaphor for uh, inevitability, kind of like how Michael Myers is. And yeah. he just kind of was like this faceless it kind um, of... <laughs> shape in the, in the shadows that again is Michael Myers. So it really did feel like they were trying to go the Halloween route. Yeah. It did, and I mean, it begs the question: if his foster mom or like yeah. orphan mom, orphanage mom, or whatever, yeah. if she was, if she like made him peaceful and like kept him from murdering people, yeah. and that was like her thing, like don't go into my room, yeah. you know, because his chainsaw was hidden in there. Why would you hide his chainsaw on the wall? <laughs> Why wouldn't you just get rid of all sharp just objects? Get rid of it, yeah. Just a thought i don't know but, but maybe he was doing stuff with the chainsaw that was more productive besides slicing people in half. <laughs> well then why would she why would she keep it in a wall then <laughs> anyway that's just Who a side knows? that's just a side thought yeah. but i do think an interesting thing about leatherface that's different from michael myers is that um and i don't know you might laugh at this but leatherface does love his family like leatherface mm -hmm. is human yeah he's not um, Mike, Mike Myers is kind of void of any feeling like he's just Michael Myers. What did I say? Mike Myers. <laughs> I think people might think you're thinking of uh, the actor, the comedian. Yeah. Uh, Michael Myers is kind of just void of any feeling. Like he's just yeah. evil personified. Yeah, we're going to get an email from, from Mike Myers being <laughs> yeah. like, well, hey. I actually have a lot of feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I put my heart and soul into Austin Powers. Yeah. No, not Mike Myers, Michael Myers. Yeah. Uh, he just kind of plays this personification of evil and yeah. like dread and Leatherface. I think the unique thing about that franchise is that he isn't that at all. Like yeah. in the first movie, he has this family and like, though they are misguided, like completely misguided yeah. and you know, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, well, look at you on your high horse. Just. <laughs> well, I think we can all agree <laughs> on, on that. Yeah you're, yeah, you're probably not a snob for and, looking down on them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> have you seen the movie? It's yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty gross that they're eating human beings. Uh, are you saying you're on their side? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> are you saying? I'm just saying that was the mistake these kids made in the most recent film. Hey, they maybe maybe eating human beings is fine. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think I'm pretty strongly against yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Let's put our foot down. Professional appreciators are yeah. strongly against cannibalism of that's, every shape and size that's and very, variety. Very correct. Yeah. But um, no, I think the thing that makes him very different is that he does have love for this dysfunctional family. Yeah. And wants to be, uh, wants their approval, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what drives him. And they use him kind of as a weapon. Um, which I thought is one thing that this new movie really didn't do. They tried to make him a Michael Myers type yeah. evil personified. And that's just not really who he has been in the past. Um, which I always think has been an extra layer of just kind yeah. of something that makes it interesting and kind of more messed up. You know, yeah. Kind of a good part well, of the movies. I'll the ask franchise. you this then. Um, who or what is your favorite franchise in the horror space when it comes to you know like a single killer or something hmm. that's a tough one i do because like... you have you have halloween you have texas chainsaw you have nightmare night nightmare nightmare on elm street you have man that's me reversing down the driveway all over again <laughs> just getting stuck in the mud you have nightmare on elm street um am i forgetting anybody uh, I mean, Friday the 13th. Friday the th 13th. I would add The Collector. Oh, okay. There's you know, two movies in there. There's two movies. Yeah. Uh, Saw. Saw. The Saw movies. Seesaw. Uh, I've seen Saw. Seesaw. Did you see Saw? I didn't see the latest, Spiral. Did you see Spiral? No, I didn't. I was with just... Chris Rock? I just wanted to say Seesaw. Okay. Yeah, Seesaw. <laughs> uh, 
who my favorite is. Oh, hmm, that's a tough one. But I would say, I think whenever you think about like the history of the franchise, yeah. the number of movies, how many of them were good, I think you can go back and forth on a lot of different people. I, I think Halloween, Michael Myers is an obvious one. It's, just, it's hard to beat Michael Myers. It's it, really good. In multiple ways, it's hard to beat him. But I will say, though, for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm -hmm. there is more kind of slash per square inch in yeah. those movies. There's a lot more going like there's a lot more like action and kills mm -hmm. and like stuff like that active kind of suspense and like chasing and stuff like that. Those movies are built more around that kind of suspense, yeah. which I really like. Um, so I don't know. I do really like that. The Texas Chainsaw franchise because um, it is kind of built more around that idea of suspense and and that, that kind of human element that Leatherface has. And it's just kind of a little more interesting to me. But um, I don't know. You kind of put me on the spot. Do you have one ready to go? I mean, I, would, I was good. You were going to say Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were. I just think like one as a, as a scary main character, I think Michael Myers really works for me. Yeah. Um, I, I really like a lot of the movies. Um, it's endured for a long, long time, which all of these have too, but, yeah. um, the theme song alone, like just, just slaps so hard. Yeah, it really does. Um, so, it, but you know, I haven't really dipped my toes into nightmare on Elm street or Friday the 13th. Um, right. but I, I will say, um, Freddy Krueger always bothered me. I don't like his style. You don't like his style? You he don't just, like the long fingers? No, that's fine with me. Oh, okay. I don't oh, like... Oh, the shirt, the striped shirt? No, that's the also fine. The scarred face? That's also fine. Okay, well... Uh, uh, I don't like that he waits around for people to fall asleep, and then he just, like, basically, it's like, you're mine now. Like, just, it's over. Yeah. Like, there's no... There's no suspense of like, well, they might get away with, they might get out of it. Like, in the first yeah. movie, there is. But then the more movies you go yeah. down the road, it's like, well... Eventually they're gonna fall asleep. I will say as and a premise, over. as a premise, it's very frightening because like you have to sleep eventually. Yeah. Some of these other people, like you move out of Hayden Field, he's probably not gonna get to you. No. So you know. <laughs> oh yeah, you're probably. That, fine. that goes back to my whole thing is like I feel like if Hayden Field just never celebrated Halloween, Michael Myers would never know when to come out. Yeah. Or you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Stay out of Central Texas. Stay out of this very specific part of Texas. Yeah. Don't go to weird houses set back into the woods with yeah. strange families. Don't just like roll up like, <laughs> like to like random saw. people's houses. Wait, how are, I mean, like, I guess Saw is saw a little more different of like wrong because, place. Well, wrong no, time, he no? like kind of gets he, those. He, he like, could, yeah, he's like, he gets certain people. Yeah. The Saw franchise is pretty solid. I would to be say it, there are like some a, solid ones. In I would there. say like as a franchise comparing to the other ones where like you have more hits than misses, I would say saw is up there for more hits than misses. Yeah, I think so. Even though I haven't seen the very most recent ones, I don't know. Yeah. But no, but I, I really liked the first one. The second one was okay. The third one was good. Yeah. Uh, then the fourth and fifth one are kind of, and I haven't seen the most recent. Oh, I one. forgot about the other horror franchise. Human centipede. Oh yes, the great, the the, the great more, horror franchise. The more we don't say the better. Human centipede. Yeah, uh, I will say though, of movies that have made me like grimace or yeah. like be like, oh, it's just Human centipede two was like a big. Oh, Human like, centipede two is gosh. gross in the least fun way imaginable. <laughs> it's just it really is. Like this latest Texas Chainsaw was gross, but it was fun. It was like, yeah, That's... gross in like a way that you expected. Yeah. Where it's like Human Centipede 2 is gross in a way that it's like. I need a shower like right now. I just now. like wasn't expecting. Yeah. It's, it's like I've been, I've been put on the spot. I don't, I don't like it. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, I would say probably Halloween. It, just off the top of my head, I'd probably say Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Mike, Michael Myers. Not Mike. Michael Myers. Yeah. Well, I will say what's exciting is what's today. Today is the 22nd. So pretty much not the next time we have a podcast episode, but the episode after that, we will have seen the Batman. Yeah. 
which I think fits in the horror discussion because everything I'm seeing and reading seems like they took a very like quote unquote horror movie approach to this. That's exciting. And Matt Reeves, the director, is uh, no, no, uh, you know, novice when it comes to horror movies. Stranger he's, to horror. He's yeah. made uh, Let Me In. Yep. He's made um, oh, what's it called? Uh, that J.J. Abrams produced Clo- uh, not Cloverfield. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's made Cloverfield, so like, he has a horror roots. Yeah. So I'm really excited that in a couple episodes you will get our thoughts on the Batman. It looks really interesting. Yeah. The Batman. I'm excited for it. The Batman. It's one of those movies where every interview piece I get from Robert Pattinson or Matt Reeves on the film, I'm just like, yes, like what you yeah. are doing, like your approach to the character is just perfect. What you're going for, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be cool. I yeah. like it. Other than that, we watched um, that new Charlie Day. Oh, I Want You Back. I Want You Back. I want you, That was good. I liked it. If you're looking for rom-com to watch, yeah. I think that's a very solid one. Yeah. I think you made a very astute observation when we were talking to you, so I'm just going to steal it for you. Go ahead. Yeah. And that uh, I really liked that the characters didn't take carbon copy um, personal journeys in yeah. that they could have so easily, Charlie Day and Jenny Slate could have come to the epiphany at the same moment and been like, you're the one I want. Yeah. But the fact that Charlie Day went back to his ex and had that, you know, kind of moment when Jenny Slate was ready to, to get with Charlie Day right away. Yeah. And then Charlie Day had to make the tough decision to leave um, Jane the Virgin. <laughs> I don't remember her, the actress's name. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like I was really taking a dig at the character, like Jane the Virgin. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that he had to give her up for Jenny Slate made it even more meaningful. And yeah. I will say real quick, uh, the ending was perfect. Yeah. That was perfect. It was good. It was perfect for what it was. Uh, you know, it's a perfect... It's It, it was a... I, I felt like it knew that movie knew exactly what it was trying to do yep and it stuck to it it was like we are gonna do some classic rom-com stuff and we're just gonna do it really clean and simple and it's gonna be fun for everyone involved you're going to finish the movie and you're gonna be smiling yeah and it was like just a very very it was like a really fun watch and it w- it wasn't breaking any new ground necessarily. I thought some of the things that they were doing with the characters were interesting and kind of different, like between Jenny Slate and Charlie Day. Um, basically, how he gets what he wants, yeah. he gets his person yep. back to a certain extent, and she really doesn't get what she wants, and she's kind of left in this limbo state, kind of trying to figure out what it is she- that she wants and and where she wants to go. But both characters. They they had to take different journeys to get yeah. to to uh, the place where they were going. So it, f- it felt more earned that way that yeah. that Charlie Day had to make that sacrifice. Exactly. Like because if if uh, both Cl- uh, not Clint Eastwood but Scott Eastwood and Jane the Virgin would have been like, no, we don't want you back. It just would have been like a thing of convenience where Charlie Day and Jenny Slate kind of get together. But the fact that Charlie Day had to fight for her at the end. Yeah. Well, and Jenny Slate, it helped Jenny Slate's character yeah. realize what it, what part she played in the breakup in yeah. the first place. Yeah. Which was really important for her character arc. Yeah. So no, I thought that I thought they did that. That was kind of different. And I felt like the payoff felt really yeah. good because of the way that they did that. Yeah. So, and I, no, I will good. say it does something in movies that I always find hilarious where an adult has to be in a children's play. Yeah. It's always like one like just comedy gold. It's always hilarious. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. The uh yeah, there were a couple of scenes that were really happy laughing. Yeah. That were really funny. And Again, like and it was good. a movie where like it ends if you've seen it, it ends as like this punchline to a scenario that was hinted at throughout the movie which is like i want i want to find my oxygen mask person and so the fact that they set that up at the beginning and they ended on it they didn't have to elaborate they trust the audience to be like oh yeah like we we know what this signifies they didn't have to show the after it just yeah it just knows that you know what this means Mm -hmm. fade to black that's it solid movie i'd give that Three and a half um, 
uh, I don't know what what should I rate it out of from I Want You Back? Oh, uh, old people. I'd give that three and a half old people out of five. <laughs> oh yeah, because he he wanted a retirement home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd give that a solid three and a half old people. Dentures, maybe three, three and, and a half, half dentures. dentures. Yeah, yeah. I would say. Um, I would give that around the same, 3.7, maybe 3.6. 3.7 dentures. Dentures. Oh. Yeah, sets of dentures. Yeah. Maybe a little higher. I, yeah. I liked it. I thought it was it was really solid. I thought it was really, really solid. I uh, I also watched Marry Me with J-Lo and Owen Wilson. See, no, I did not see this. Wow. I would give that a solid three. Wow. Out of, out of five. <laughs> wow. Three. Wow. Man, we watched a lot of three movies this I weekend. Know, it really did. I really did. <laughs> wow. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that was fine. It's not great. It's cute. And then you'll kind of forget about it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but is that not kind of a good yeah. place to be? You know, it's fine. It's cute. And then you kind of forget about it. Yeah. You don't want to be haunted by the rom-com. I will, that I you will saw. say, I will say, uh, since you haven't seen it. Yeah. What's interesting is that there really is no villain in the movie. I mean, kind of like if you've seen the trailer, like JLo's fiance cheats on her. Sure. But he's after the initial, like that was bad. He's really not a villain. Oh, really? the rest of the movie. You know who the villain of the movie is? Jimmy Fallon. He's in it. Yeah. But like, what? it's so weird where there really is no clear like antagonist. Like, all the tension comes from like, will this like impromptu marriage last? But there's no one mean in the movie. The only mean person in the movie is Jimmy Fallon. And it's so weird because one, if 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 the writer of this movie was like, oh, we need a late night comedian who's gonna poke fun at J Lo. Jimmy Fallon is the last late night comedian that you would cast. He's the nicest. Maybe that's why they thought it was funny. Yeah. Because he would be the last you would think. I was like, Jimmy Kimmel's right there. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe Colbert could take some shots. Like, yeah. but really, Jimmy, I've really been liking Colbert's interviews lately. Oh, Colbert's just solid. Yeah. Good yeah. interviews. Good uh, monologues. But anyway, too. yeah, marry me. It was fine. Uh, one last recommendation, though. Uh, Kimmy. The new Steven Soderbergh ah, yeah. film on HBO Max is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I would give that four. I think, I think it was you that sent me a tweet that said, like, they are bound and determined to not market this movie whatsoever. Because yeah. yeah. it is like, I've seen no ad advertisements for it or anything. Yeah. I'd give that four out of five Alexas. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, or no, four out of five nail guns, which if you've seen the movie, you, you, uh, oh, you know all right. But yeah, you definitely need to watch that. And once you do, we need to, we need to have like a little review or discussion. Recap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our, our feet we'll do touched, that. Our feet touch there. Yeah. No, we'll do that. Um, but I think, uh, I think that about does it unless yeah. you had something really profound you're about to say. No, I was going to ask you, uh, I had two things mm -hmm. I was thinking about bringing up Yeah. if, uh, if they were good. Okay. Peacemaker, kind of what your thoughts are on it. Yeah, I have two episodes left. Yeah, so maybe we, maybe we should definitely do like a more in depth Peacemaker. Maybe I don't talk. want you to spoil it for me. Yeah, but I've really been enjoying it that so far. So good. It's like a great. It's just so such a good comedy. It's just a really solid comedy. Yeah, that that shoots for some deeper themes as well. But uh, what have you been? Uh, have you been watching Love Is Blind? Dude, of course. Yeah. What do you think about this season? What do you think? Actually, every couple me, is a train wreck. Let me ask you a little more specifically. Okay. Something. What do you think about the cast of this season as opposed to last seasons? Um, I think it's hard not to judge them as couples, um, as sure. opposed to individuals. I think there are a couple people on the show that I think like by themselves are like good, like, um, Jarrett. I like Jarrett. Mm -hmm. By himself. I like... <laughs> Jarrett alone. <laughs> I'm just saying, else. like, it's like, I don't think any of the couples are a good fit. But, like, I like Jarrett by himself. I like... Uh, um, oh, who's the girl with um, Shane? Uh, what's Natalie. Her Natalie. I like Natalie. Mm -hmm. But, like, I just think together, like, these relationships either just need more time before marriage or, like, just don't work. 
but I was actually going to say a little bit the opposite. Oh, I think well, a little bit the opposite. Okay, I think that this year's cast, as opposed to last season's cast, yeah, way better, uh, like a like a lot better. I think. Yeah. I think the characters. I I almost feel like they're just better people. I don't know if that's, that's like a saying, crack. Like, I don't know if that's them, like a bad thing to say. A lot of them I like. But it's um, just like I I think that. Sal, I really like Sal, but like I just don't think any of the relationships really work. But like yeah. individually, a lot of them are great people. Well, all of the relationships have tension, I feel like, as yeah. they should, because they've only known each other for like three weeks and they're about to get married. Yeah. But um, no, I think that overall, I think even the characters that you thought were going to be kind of, you know, kind of vapid, more shallow people. Yeah have uncovered a little more depth than you thought that they would have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of the couples are fine. I think they're good. Like Natalie yeah. and Shane, even though they're kind of like a train wreck sometimes, yeah. I think that they're kind of a cute they couple. Need, they need to work out their love language situation and right. Natalie's parents, which you've probably seen more than me, so I don't know how that shakes out yet. Right. But uh, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. How that shakes out. Oh. Because shake. Mm, yeah, shake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, but how do you feel about the, I can't remember her name, but the girl who has the rock band stuff out in her apartment <laughs> and she has the hot dog costumes. So like, the, Let me just say it was pure reality TV gold whenever yeah. they were sitting on a couch having an argument and she's wearing a hot dog costume and he's wearing a corn, <laughs> a corn on the cob costume yeah. and they're sitting there arguing and he gets to a point where he's like... <laughs> He's like, I'm sweating so bad. I can't like, I can't think I need, I have to take a break and like take this costume. But like they're what the specific argument was funny too, because they're arguing about how immature her and her friend's lifestyle are. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, so like, while they're sitting, what do you think? What do you think would happen? Like, would you be upset if like we had friends over and they just were like dancing on the table and broke it (laughs) and he's in a corn costume? Like, yeah, that wouldn't fly with me. (laughs) <laughs> he's like Randy Jackson like that's a no for me dog yeah no I I think that they are I think they're a pretty decent couple I just think that she yeah has uh they, I think they communicate very poorly with each other yeah so they just have to learn how to speak the same language a little bit because I feel like sometimes they're arguing and they're saying the same thing but still fighting where it's like they just haven't yep. quite figured out how to yep. have that conversation that like constructive conversations yet but i don't know i don't know if they'll go all the way with right. it i feel like he will 100 percent be like go all the way for yeah. it but i don't know if she well will. we might we might bump into them because we're both going to chicago soon oh, for a wedding yeah we're going to chicago and they all live in they chicago, all live in chicago. So we might, uh... how wild was what Shayna said to shane on the beach dude that was she's, insane she's crazy that was a master class in manipulation yeah. right there that was like they played that example in mm-hmm. like gaslight class. Gaslight class. <laughs> they play that example yeah. of like <laughs> this is how you turn something around on someone else and make them think it's their fault and not yeah. yours. Yeah. Watch this example by Shayna. Yeah. Yeah, because he was like, Hey, I heard you were telling my fiance that you have someone to set her up with and she was like she was like well, it was just so obvious to me that she was insecure about you, and it's like, wait, hold, hold, yeah, what, yeah. What, what, hold she on. did that, and then yeah. she was, and then she goes, uh, and then she was like, well, maybe you don't know her as well as you think you do. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, wait, how do we? Wait, hold on. How do they get all the way full circle yeah. to where this is something that I did wrong? But, yeah. but uh, love is blind is really um, there's there is such steep competition for like these dating. Um, uh, reality shows, reality yeah. shows, like the competition is steep, but like they're all so good. Yeah, and so I don't know. I I think I I I thought it was really good so far. I've, I've been enjoying the season, it. Yeah, I don't watch all of like I don't make it like my point in life to watch all of them, but yeah. I have been enjoying this season of. Uh, yeah, they of need to Love do like blind. a Marvel style crossover where like you get like the the messiest Love people Island from people Love Island, and... and the messiest people from The Bachelor, <laughs> yeah. and you put them all in like this, you know, like. Avengers show that would be dope. Yeah, Joel McHale could host it. Oh, well, I mean, if you say Joel McHale hosts blank, I'd be like, yes. And they could call it the Soup. <laughs> and it's just a reboot of the Soup. Yeah, only it's oh, man. 
a soup of reality. We really TV. need the soup People. more than ever. But man, I was just thinking the other day that I missed the soup. Well, and Netflix tried to save it with the Joel McHale show, and that man, how did that not work? Because that was great. That was great. I still loved it. I don't know if maybe I just love yeah. that format. Well, it's like it's perfect or because what? Netflix but, has too hot to handle. It has Love Is Blind. Like it has enough of its own shows for him to comment on. He should just be the Andy Cohen of Netflix. Yeah. Andy Cohen is Bravo. Yeah. Joe McHale is just the Andy Cohen of Netflix and he gets all of the yeah. he but gets to do all those interviews. I feel like that's such a community line. Wait, didn't he do that though? He didn't he do an interview for with um Maybe. I think he did an interview with like a group of people. I can't remember what it was. It was oh, long ago. But um I just yeah. I just saw you uh Look just, at my watch. I just saw you look at your watch. Well, I'm really, I feel like we've been going a little too long in some of these episodes. <laughs> so right. I'm trying, I'm trying to like step up and be the one who's like, hey, shut up. Maybe an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. It's too much. All right. But, uh, okay. Let's end with this. I have an idea. For, Take it away, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. I have an idea for a future episode. I just want to get your reaction. Okay. okay. It's, it's something I've been thinking about. All right. You just caught up with Euphoria. Mm -hmm. I'm still trying oh, yeah. to catch up. Yeah. I have lots of thoughts on Euphoria. So I think an episode titled, Is Euphoria Good? <laughs> would would be worth talking about. Because I really want to dive deep into... Oh. Not, not to give away the lead, but it's like, I'm watching it and still don't know, like... Do I think this is actually really good? Or... Is it just really, really well shot with a lot of chaos? So it's difficult because I've been giving this a lot of thought, obviously, because I've been watching it. Yeah. And I think the cultural and not to get too far into yeah, we it. We don't want to I don't want to spoil what we could do with it. But yeah, not to get too far into it. But I think that the the message that's out there for some older people like mm -hmm. our age and older yeah. is that. Ah, that show is just kind of. You euphoria know, eh. euphoria validates every boomer's fears about yeah. well, teenagers. And I think I think everyone watching will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Where I feel like the the overall like before you've even watched the show, before you've tuned into any episode, yeah. the overall just kind of vibe that you're getting from like social media and everything yeah. is that this show is just kind of like it's kind of like chaos. It's just chaos, and that's why you want to watch it. And yeah. it's like unrealistic chaos. Yeah. So why even go there? Yep. I think that is kind of the what they're what it feels like. It's in the zeitgeist. The it's like what the agenda is being pushed. Yeah. On the show is, and I will say, I went into the show because you and I will do this, and it's kind of a dumb thing to do. Yeah. We'll go into a show, and we're like with the distinct purpose of like let's watch this and make fun of it. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be stupid. Let's watch it and make fun of it. So we did that for about three episodes. And then uh, and then it got very visually interesting. Yeah. And um, very, very, very slowly, I started to have some different thoughts about yeah. it, which we can get into it in the yeah. time. I think that's a good trailer for a talk we do. There you go. But I think there's a lot of positives and like valid criticisms and it's so big right now yeah that we can really dive deep into like why is this show popular there are definitely things to be appreciated yeah. why do the people who love it love About it and why it. do the people who hate it hate it and i think there's so much there and i'm enjoying my time catching up with it yeah but i there are things in the back of my head where i'm like is he getting away with things because <laughs> the show is blah 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 but i Sure. So if that sounds interesting to you, stay tuned. Maybe we'll do a separate video or maybe we'll make it a podcast episode, but it's yeah. something that's been on my brain. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm with you on it. But otherwise I think that's it for today's episode. Um, thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our thoughts on Texas chainsaw, um, and the most recent rom-coms that came out. Uh, stay tuned on the podcast and on the YouTube channel because we're going to be revving up for the Oscars. We're, we're both trying to catch up on all Watching the best all pictures. Them, yeah. But once we catch up, I really want to do put out some Oscar content. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I just want to let you guys know if you're a fan of the podcast, fan of the YouTube channel, uh, let us know what you like, what you've gotten from us and you know what you want to see more of. Uh, we want to hear from you. Um, but with that being said, I think it's just your basic. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, 
on YouTube. The YouTube is just going to be clips from a podcast episode. So if you're watching on YouTube, this was just a clip. You can go to the links to get the full episode and you get to hear about me getting stuck in the mud trying to back out of a driveway. There you go. Yeah. And if you uh, if you're watching on YouTube, sub to why it's great. And if you like it, if you like the video, like the video. Yeah. And if you don't dislike it. Yeah, I think YouTube now like really hides the dislike button. It's not as like prominent. Well, hey, if you don't like it, dislike it. If you yeah. like it, like the video. Yeah, yeah, and rate rate us on Spotify. Rate us on iTunes. Yeah, leave a comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. See ya. <laughs> We're so bad at saying bye. <laughs>